48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines, the LGBT community registers a landmark victory for gay rights in the quarter final appeal. The progressive lawyers group calls for wider consultation on the controversial extradition legislation. And the High Court rejects the government's request to take an appeal against activist Avery Ng to the top court. In a major victory for the LGBT community, the Court of Final Appeal has ruled that the government was wrong to deny spousal benefits to a gay civil servant's husband, as well as the benefit of a joint, as well as the option of a joint tax assessment. Timmy Sung reports. The top court unanimously granted senior immigration officer Angus Lung's appeal, as he said the government had failed to justify the differential treatment in his decisions. The judge said a same-sex married couple like Mr. Long and his husband, Scott Adams, are relevantly analogous to a heterosexual married couple. They ruled that the prevailing views of the community on marriage are not relevant in their consideration because it relies on the absence of a majority consensus as a reason for rejecting a minority's claim is inimical in principle to fundamental rights. There's no rational connection between protecting the institution of marriage, which the government had argued, and denying Mr. Lung's employment and tax benefits, the judges said. They added that the rationality of the administration's decision was further undermined by its own equal opportunities employment policies and the fact that the tax law does not serve the purpose of promoting marriage, as it also recognizes polygamous marriage. The victory of Mr. Leung and his husband came after a four-year legal battle. He took the case to the Court of Final Appeal after the appeal court overturned a high court decision in his favour. The Civil Service Bureau said it respects the court's judgment and will seek advice from the Department of Justice. DAB lawmaker Holden Chow says he disagrees with the ruling on allowing spousal benefits in a same-sex marriage. He says the decision will change the social welfare distribution and give people the impression that, that it's a step towards legalising same-sex unions. I would stress there will be a lot of change or impact uh, upon the distribution of our social welfare. Inevitably, there will be some sort of perception uh, upon the society towards sort of same-sex marriage, but the court does not provide any opinion or request on sort of changing our current marriage systems. The leader of an anti-gay group, Roger Wong, says he's unhappy with the ruling because it means taxpayers who don't agree with same-sex relationships will be forced to subsidise their lifestyle. Is Mr Wong who heads the Family School Sexual Orientation Discrimination Ordinance Concern Group. I think the ruling is unreasonable because it is violating the human rights of those who does not agree with the same-sex relationship. For example, I am a taxpayer. Some of my my tax paid to the government is being used to sponsor the relationship of these two homosexual partners because, you know, there's a benefit, there's a cost behind it, which is paid by the government. That's what I call the violation of freedom of conscience. The convener of the Progressive Lawyers Group says given the widespread concern over amendments to extradition laws, the government shouldn't rush the bill through LegCo but should have a wider consultation. Barrister Billy Lee was commenting ahead of a silent march today by members of the legal sector. Participants are expected to wear black to show their disapproval of the fugitive's bill, which could see suspects extradited to places such as the mainland. Mr Lee says both professional legal bodies oppose to the bill. 
law society is a very detailed one, constructive, and it shows it's not only the bar association being concerned by the extradition bill, but even the law society, which represents all the solicitors in Hong Kong, they share the same concern by the extradition bill. So both of the professional bodies, they are urging the government to shelve the bill and then give a proper and thorough public consultation before suggesting the extradition between Hong Kong and China. Johannes Chan, a law professor from the University of Hong Kong, says government measures to try to make the extradition bill more palatable have failed to allay people's concern over whether they could get a fair trial on the mainland. He said people's lack of confidence in the mainland's legal system was at the crux of opposition to the bill. He also cautioned against rushing the bill through LegCo. I think the matter needs to be thoroughly discussed. And I would not say that it will shelve it forever, but how many times we have seen a bill which is opposed by both branches of the professions, concerns expressed by the business sector and many other foreign countries. Not to say that a large number of people go to the street to express their concern. So it certainly needs a lot more discussion. And if the crux of the problem is that people lack confidence, let's try to strengthen people's confidence at what China has done in improving their legal system rather than to rush through the bill at this stage. The chairman of the Independent Police Complaints Council says it won't have observers at this Sunday's extradition protest because it hasn't been given enough warning, even though high turnout is expected. The IPCC has had a presence at public events since 2009 and has sent representatives to July 1st rallies since 2013. But Anthony Neo says it won't send staff to the demonstration on Sunday. We, uh, we, we don't intend to attend personally uh, the June 9th. It's not that we're not interested in it. We, we, we are very interested uh, uh, in the event. And uh, we will have uh, uh, a group of people in the staff, senior staff, who will be on standby in the office. Uh, uh, our members will actually be watching this carefully during the day. Uh, and, uh, of course, if anything comes up which uh, relates to our work, of course, we will, of course, deal with it. The High Court has rejected the government's request to take an appeal against activist Avery Ng to the top court. A trial magistrate had convicted the League of Social Democrats chairman for common assault for throwing a sandwich towards the then chief executive C.Y. Leung. But Judge Joseph Yao overturned the conviction. Justice Yao now says he disagrees with the Department of Justice that the case is of extensive and major legal importance. The government can still take its appeal directly to the court of final appeal. Mr Ng was upset that officials were spending so much effort on what he called a trivial matter. It is a blatant political prosecution in this case, with a very minor offence of common assault. The DOJ has employed vast resources to prosecute me or even to appeal. Pig importers are urging the government not to cull all pigs at the official slaughterhouse next time it finds a case of African swine fever. Janice Wong reports. Over 4,000 pigs were killed at Shengshui Slaughterhouse after officials found one infected pig from the mainland. The abattoir resumed operations today and farmers say around 1,000 mainland pigs will be slaughtered and ready to be sold in the markets tomorrow. Industry representatives agree that livestock should be culled within 24 hours of their arrival to minimize infections. But they said culling all the pigs after finding just one case severely impact their business and makes it hard for them to maintain a stable supply of fresh pork. 
A racial equality NGO says the government's reviews of kindergartens should look at their support services for ethnic minorities. Unison made the call after a survey it conducted showed that some subsidised kindergartens still segregate ethnic minority children from Chinese-speaking students, even though government guidelines advise against it. Unison's executive director, Phyllis Chung, says the government should make sure that kindergartens receiving an extra subsidy to help non-Chinese-speaking children are effective in integrating students of different races and teaching them Chinese. The importance is age um, three to six is the golden age to learn a language. So if they can help them learn this language, build a good foundation, then they can really integrate. But what we see in this situation is they would put them in separate classes. Not only do they not teach them Chinese, they can never integrate back into the whole class. And this is the big problem that we see. Overseas now, President Trump says not nearly enough progress has been made in talks with Mexico to avert his threat to impose new trade tariffs on Monday. But Mexico's foreign minister said he was optimistic about reaching an agreement soon to avoid the tariffs. Here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. The Mexican Foreign Secretary Marcelo Ebrard described the meeting at the White House as good and cordial. But the two countries seem just as divided on the issue of migration with Mr Ebrard claiming that US officials were looking for a short-term fix to the problems at their mutual border, while Mexico wanted to find a long-term solution. President Trump may be on a visit to Ireland, but he's clearly being briefed about the talks. On Twitter, he said there had been 133,000 arrests at the border in May, and that unless there was an agreement, tariffs would be placed on Mexican goods from Monday. The final U.S. cruise ship has departed from Cuba following the sudden announcement by the Trump administration on Tuesday that it was banning all such vessels from travelling to the island. Cruise ship companies say nearly 800,000 passenger bookings will be affected. Here's the BBC's Will Grant. The Empress of the Seas pulled out of Havana's port and what will likely be the last U.S. cruise ship to dock in Cuba sailed off into the Caribbean. Speaking to journalists, the passengers expressed regret that they would be the last to come to the communist-run island via the ocean for some time. It was all in sharp contrast to the jubilation in May 2016, when the first US cruise ship in 50 years was welcomed back to Cuba during President Obama's policy of a diplomatic thaw. The carmaker Fiat Chrysler says it's withdrawing its $35 billion US dollar merger offer for Renault. The Italian-American group says political conditions didn't currently exist in France for a 50-50 merger, which would have created the world's third biggest car manufacturer. Here's the BBC's Warren Bull. Fiat Chrysler said it remained convinced that the merger was in the interests of both sides. The deal would have created a group with combined annual sales of an estimated 9 million vehicles. Renault stood to gain a greater share in the lucrative SUV and truck markets with Fiat Chrysler benefiting from Renault's advances on electric cars. The French state's position as Renault's largest shareholder has been a complicating factor in the deal, raising the prospect of potential opposition from politicians and workers to any cutbacks. A further stumbling block has been Renault's current alliance with the Japanese firm Nissan, which is reported to have opposed the merger. Finance now and currencies. The US dollar is trading at 108.24 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 12 cents. The pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 94 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,919, 23 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $35 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung.
The Toronto Raptors have restored their lead in the NBA Finals after taking full advantage of an undermanned Golden State Warriors team to win Game 3. Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry stepped up with 30 and 23 points respectively, while Danny Green chipped in with six threes for 18 points as Toronto won 123-109 on the road to take a 2-1 lead in the series. With Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson out with injury, the Warriors got a massive effort from Steph Curry, who finished with a personal playoff high 47 points, but they didn't get much offense outside their star point guard. There's no word as to whether Thompson will be ready for the next game. Durant could be out longer as he's yet to have a full practice with the Warriors. Game 4 is in Oakland Saturday morning Hong Kong time. On to football now, Cristiano Ronaldo was the hero as Portugal beat Switzerland 3-1 to reach the final of the UEFA Nations League. Ronaldo now is forward. Ronaldo does a step over. Ronaldo on a hat-trick! Oh, that's brilliant! That is absolutely brilliant by Cristiano Ronaldo! He buries the ball in to secure the hat-trick and to secure Portugal's place in the final. But what a quality finish from the world! The Portugal captain broke a one-all tie by scoring twice in the last two minutes of the game. For the title, Portugal will play the winner of tonight's second semi-final between England and the Netherlands. To the Cricket World Cup, it's now three defeats from three matches for South Africa as they lost by six wickets to India. South Africa made 227 for nine from their 50 overs, but 122 from Rohit Sharma saw India home as they reached 230 for four with two and a half overs remaining. South Africa play West Indies on Monday. Their captain Faf Duplessis says they must improve. I mean, the guys are a little bit down. You know, it's a it's a it's a change room that is hurting. Uh, we're trying to make sure that we keep fighting, but small things we're still making mistakes all the time. You know, today was once again a great example of someone not not batting through. That's what you need in England. You need to set runs with one guy batting through, and then if you can get a total, your bowlers can try and put some pressure on. But to have so many 30s and 40s is not acceptable. New Zealand made it two wins in a row to start the World Cup as they beat Bangladesh by two wickets at the Oval. Today it's Australia versus West Indies, both teams with a win and a loss from two games so far. And finally, in the Hong Kong leg of the Women's Volleyball Nations League, China can sweep the tournament with a win over Italy tonight. The mainlanders beat the Netherlands in three straight games last night, adding to Tuesday's win over Japan. The four-team tournament is taking place at the Coliseum in Hong Kong. And that's your look at sports. To end the news, the top stories once again. The LGBT community registers a landmark victory for gay rights in the court of final appeal. The progressive lawyers group wants wider consultation on the extradition legislation. And the High Court rejects the government's request to take an appeal against Avery, activist Avery Ng to the top court. The news from RTHK. Conversations We were dancing up on tables Taking pictures when we had nowhere to post You were laughing, I was crying We were dancing, we were dying Sometimes I don't know how we walked away If I'm honest, what I liked Were the things we didn't know Every morning, every night I'll be beating down your door Just to tell you what I'm thinking But you already know 
Can we pretend that I'm 22 today, dancing on the tables with you? Oh yeah. Can we pretend that we all end up okay? I just wanna forget with you. Oh yeah. Can we pretend that we won't fight the president? Can we pretend that I really like your shoes? Hell yeah. Can we pretend? For granted, how our daddy issues took us to LA. If I'm on 